There is a very famous incident with the Prophet and Abu Bakr as-Siddiq where Abu Bakr responds to an insult and the Prophet leaves and then he informs Abu Bakr that before you responded, there was an angel that was responding on our behalf. And then once you started to respond, the angel left and a shaitan came instead. And the Prophet said, I didn't want to be seated in the presence of the shaitan. Now that's when overcoming someone else. What about when you're overcoming your own nafs? And so this is where I want to segue into Umar al-Khattab There's a general rule that you can extract that anywhere the shaitan are not, there is an extra amount of angels and where the angels are present, the shayateen are not. And so they cannot both be in the same place and it's ultimately going to be our actions that determine who's where, how many angels are around us or how many shayateen are around us. So when we act like the angels, then we are surrounded by the angels. When we act like shayateen or we give in to their whispering, then we're surrounded by shayateen. So why is this significant to Umar bin Khattab Particularly when it comes to the Mala'ika. Umar is a man who was known for karamat al-awliya. He had so many miracles, things that happened to him that were seemingly supernatural. And it actually has to start from this point where the Prophet says to him, مَا لَقِيَقِ الشَّيْطَانُ قَطُّ سَالِكًا فَجًّا إِلَّا سَلَكَ فَجًّا غَيْرَ فَجِّكَ Shaytan does not see you take a pathway, O Umar, except that Shaytan flees you and takes another pathway. Shaytan is so distant from you, he's so afraid of you, you have such power over yourself to where he can't penetrate that Shaytan will not even be seen on the same street as you, O Umar anhu. And so that's where, you know, with that authentic narration, you have other narrations that show up in the books of virtues that are narrated that the Prophet وسلم, uh, had said, that Shaytan does not find Umar or has not come across Umar from the day that Umar became Muslim, except that he was humiliated. Or another narration that that there is not an angel in the heavens, except that that angel supports Umar and loves Umar And there is not a devil on the earth, except that they flee from Umar. If the devil flees from Umar, then what does that mean in terms of the angels being in his presence? And so that's where you see a man who was so dedicated, so committed, that these miracles were natural in the way that they would come to him Because if the shayateen are never around him, then that means that Umar is always under the influence of who? He's always under the influence of the malaika, under the influence of the angels. And so from the moment that he becomes Muslim, the angels celebrating his Islam, the angels being taught to love him in the heavens, the angels surrounding him on earth because he doesn't do anything that would warrant the presence of the shaytan. And so that's where you find that hadith of the Prophet where the Prophet says that there were people in the umam, in the nations that came before you that were muhaddathun, they were spoken to. And when you say they are spoken to, that means that they're naturally inspired towards good. They're naturally inspired by the angels. There's something divine about their ilham, about their inspiration. 
And if there's anyone in my ummah like that, it's Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And one of the explanations of that, it's as if the angels are speaking on his tongue. SubhanAllah, imagine a human being that is so in tune with righteousness, with the good part of their souls, with the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that when they speak, they are so divinely pushed towards good naturally because of what they are seeking, that it's as if the angels are speaking on their tongue. And that is why with Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was so divinely inspired because of the amount of angels he invited around him, that it was as if angels were speaking on his tongue. And indeed there would come times where Jibreel alayhi salam brings the revelation from the heavens in the form of Quran and the Wahi agrees with the Ilham of Umar. The revelation agrees with the inspiration of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Because the one who sends Jibreel alayhi salam surrounds Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu with angels and Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is inspired towards righteousness and Umar radiallahu anhu is committed towards righteousness and that gives him perception and gives him an environment where when you're interacting with this human being of Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, you're interacting with a man that is surrounded by and has within him angels, right? That are inspiring him towards good. And that's why when you read the narration of Umar radiallahu anhu calling out to Sadia, you know, miles and miles away, thousands of miles away, hearing something, seeing something miles away, that a miracle like that is given to Umar anhu because as some of the ulama mentioned, the angels caused his voice to be heard in those places that were so far away. And that is not something that was randomly given to Umar anhu, just like none of these Sahaba randomly achieved these things, but that is something due to his sincere pursuit of truth. When you sincerely pursue truth, then you are surrounded by the soldiers of truth and they are the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.